From Austin, Texas, it's To Hell and Back, an uncensored show about entrepreneurs and the journeys they take to start their own businesses. I'm Amanda Eakin. And I'm Kevin Garadia. And on today's show, we're going to talk about how a single mom on welfare started Rainy Street, a booming bar scene known for its strong cocktails and repurposed homes. What did you do before you became an entrepreneur? I started as a hostess at 14. They let me wait tables early. I waited tables. They were so kind to me and let me be so naughty. I'm putting naughty in all caps. Like they would catch me drinking from the tap in the morning because I had a hangover. The GM or the manager would come by and he goes, Bridget! I'm like, is that going to hurt you or help you today? I'm like, help me. And he's like, get busy then. God damn it. So I'd be like, and um, from there I went to oil and gas project management and I would do such naughty things there like put a cup of real hot coffee on my desk get under the desk and take a nap for like three hours Um, put raisins in everybody's chair like it was rabbit shit you know, just because I wasn't there, so that's how good I was in corporate America sounds like you were Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yes. Phenomenal. It was good. I'm a little disappointed you're not still in corporate America. <laughs> I'm so yeah. sad I'm not. They too. missed out on a real all star. With my seer suit. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, how did you go from that to having your own business? Well, so I had been waiting tables and um, I did a, a business plan for a dude. And I thought to myself, I'm a single mother with a half black child on welfare Medicaid or whatever you call it. I'm thinking, you know what? I can do this. This was all self-taught, it sounds like. Well, how else do you learn this industry? You go to the uh, the hotel and restaurant management at the Hilton uh, College? I would think some people would might say, yeah. Um, I would say absolutely not. That's good. That's what I like to hear. No, I can't do that. Yeah. I was 34 or 5, and I'd been in the industry since I was 14, so... I'm like, I got this shit, you know? I got it. So I'm trying to sell it to people, but they're thinking, she's poor, she's she's a single mom, she, she fucked this black dude, he's not around, you know? Whatever. And it was all true, but I do have whatever it takes, the grit, whatever you need to climb. And I, I don't think anybody smelled that on me. But I finally found these old dudes I went to high school with. They said, hey, Bridget, this is an awesome idea. Let's give you a little piece of this company. I was asking for 200 Okay. They gave it to me, but they were trying to get tricky on the percentages. Sure, as they always are. But I would not budge from the 51%. Wow. Zero, zero, zero. And they kept pushing me, and I wasn't going to. Holy so shit. I won on that one. That's incredible. But that really yeah. upset them because there was three of them and one of me but I was a bartender um, the manager the bar back the toilet cleaner again voting rights google it if you don't know yeah you (laughs) need 51% to win so uh, what brought you to Austin after that I've always wanted to come to Austin I've tried numerous times and um, it's never worked For whatever reason, I came early, I don't know the date, but early to try to go to school, to um, work. But it was when it was still a sleepy little town. I'm going to, but when I got Pearl Bar moving and successful, 
I was like, you know where I'm going? Austin. So here you are, 37 years old. Next up, that was Lester Pearl then? I walked in the first two rooms, and then I told the landlord, owner, real estate guy, I'm like, I'll take it. He goes, wow. He didn't even look at the back of it. I'm like, I don't give a shit. He still tells the story, and it's funny, and he does it better than I do, but he says she she rolled up in BMW. She had some crazy boots on, and she stroked me a check for $10,000. She didn't look at the back of it, and she said, I'll take it. And he said something like he held on to the check for like a week, like, I wonder if it's going to go bounce. through. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if this is going to bounce. Yeah, I should just frame yeah, this instead. How did you come up with the name Lester Pearl? Lester Pearl has been my alter ego since I was 16 or 17. She's free. She likes to dance. She wants to party. She wants to like spin disco music, roller skate. She wants everything that's fun, but kind of on her terms though too. Her fun is defined by what she wants to do. And and who is Clive? Clive is um, Lester's boyfriend. And to me, he's... Chris Christopherson, like a beautiful, handsome, rugged man and like a Rhodes Scholar, but with a beautiful voice and a, even like a face that gets old and, wrink, you know, kind of wrinkly and tan, but still beautiful. So so now that's my husband, <laughs> you know, even though he's not tan and wrink, he's a little wrinkly, but and, he, and he's bald. But do you know what I mean? And he's not a Rhodes Scholar and he doesn't sing. And it's the same kind of beautiful spirit because Lester... She met him at the Desert Rose Motel in Nevada because that shitty truck broke down and he pulled over to help her. And Lester is very stubborn. You know, she's stubborn, but she needed a ride and she knew it to get to her interview at the uh, Desert Rose. But Lester knows herself well enough that she couldn't get a gig singing in Vegas. So it had to be in Nevada. But this dude was so sweet and kind that he was like, Come on, get in the car, please. Get in the car, please. And she's like, I got this. You need to just drive on. But it ended up that they both, she did get in the car. She And they stayed at the Desert Rose Motel together in separate rooms for a long time. But they ended up giving up one of the rooms. Sometimes I feel so happy. Sometimes I feel so sad. Sometimes I feel so happy, but mostly so, just uh, From anyone listening, it probably sounds like, oh man, this girl just rolled up in a BMW and she just bought a bunch of properties and now she's living the high life, but... Bullshit. It's bullshit. So I kind of want to hear about it. So from, from Lester Pearl, what were, what were... Let's start with what was the hardest moment. Okay, so I was so high, 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 high with my other... I don't want to be all meglo, but... Uh. It was a lot of money. You made a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a billion dollars. And yeah. everything was gold and yeah. marble, and it yeah. was so pretty. Yes. No, 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 no. So I came to Austin, and everything was going really well. But I opened Clive and Lester in the same 2009, um, April and October. Lester was doing exceedingly well, uh -huh. but then all of a sudden people were like, oh, there's Clive too. So uh, I, I cut see. my customers in half, but I had twice the overhead. I think it was one of the coldest winters Austin had had and the wettest. So I thought I was bouncing checks like a motherfucker. Really? Wow. Oh, hell yeah. 
it, it was ugly. And I thought, you know what, Bridget, you came this far, but you're done. Wow. You're totally done. This was in 2009. You thought you were done. Yep. Holy Absolutely. Shit. Okay. 2009. Because I'm also trying to pay rents on um, Container Bar 96. What was the what was the rationale between opening Clive and Luster so close to each other? Well, you don't want a piece of property sitting there and you're not doing anything with it. You're trying to build a revenue stream. So that's what I was going for, but it almost sank me. Did you did you tell anybody or did you just kind of keep it to yourself? What were those conversations? I like? don't think I told anybody. I had an assistant at the time. And the funny thing was she would come over. I would say, L open my emails. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too, like everything is turning to shit so quickly and so badly. I can't even really face it because really when it's turning to shit like that, you don't want to exude it to anybody because everyone can smell it otherwise. So I'm just like, it's great. Fucking great. What also is I want to know about some of the other projects. So there used to be a restaurant called Metal. So I want to tell you that was my first failure, not in life, not in life, but with the industry. And I, I had too much cash to spend. So I had like French wallpaper in the bathrooms. I thought it felt really beautiful in there. I, there were some things that didn't happen correctly, but let's go back to the, the actual closing and the um, death, shall we say. I had to go to a trauma therapist. And I go to one anyway, because my life has been glamorous. And I said, I have failed at something. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, my, my place metal, we had to close it down. He's like, Bridget, that's not a failure. I'm like, no, really. You don't know how, how my ego, maybe ego or my heart or whatever, or the, the French fucking wallpaper that I wanted to scrape off and put in my own house. And um, he's like, you need to go sit in that space and you need to go feel it. You need to grieve it. And you need to know that you're not a fucking loser. And so I did, and it was hard, and it was ugly. And then I was like, you know what? If you do the numbers, or if I like to consider myself like an old black man that gambles on the corner in Nolans and shit, you know what I mean? (laughs) If you do the numbers, it's okay. But for some reason, I took that to my heart and as such a failure, and it hurt so badly. Like, my ego probably kept it open an extra year. I just felt like a loser. I hate that feeling. I'm okay then. I'm gonna fight them all. Seven Nation Army couldn't hold me back. What, what would you consider yourself right now? Is your goal kind of to be... My, my partner kind of always jokes with me. He's like, we want to get to a place where Kevin's head can be in the clouds. Because that's when... That's, Agreed. That's when Agreed. we're all doing well. Agreed. Yeah? That, that's, where, that's where you are um, right now. Well, I was fired for a year mm-hmm. um, for bad bad attitude and whatnot. And You're so, fired from your own company? Yeah. Awesome. My husband did. <laughs> and I said, why? And he goes, you're bringing the whole office down. Because I wouldn't even go into certain offices because I didn't feel it. He's like, you're bringing the whole office down. I'm like, I hate this fucking place. I wasn't born to be in an office. You were. And... um. But I, no, 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 I, I'm not going anywhere. I'll stay here. And he's like, please go home. So the next day I brought like four, you know, those lawn and uh, lawn and chief <sighs> bags, those big yeah. black. So I bought, brought four of them. I'm like, can you meet me at 730 at the office? He's like, 
yeah, what's going on? I'm like, I'm just getting my shit. He's like, at 7.30? I'm like, yeah. And so I was moving out like a, out of a boyfriend's house. Like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And he goes, just like you told me. Yeah. Totally. And <laughs> yeah. he goes, why do you have to act like this, Bridget? Why? And I said, I'm never, ever coming back here. I hate it. And he's like, God damn, you always have to be so whatever. And I'm like, have I been back? No. Wow. That's so awesome. yeah, yeah, they want my head in the clouds. I'm better. I'm better if I'm creative. And then, how did you get invited back? He's like, I need you. I'm gonna whoop some ass. Yeah. I can't help it. I mean, it's it's an it's an integral piece of me. What's the goal? Is it to just keep growing the empire, keep owning bars, hotels? What do you want to do next? You know, the end goal is weird because you get. I think. Uh. Yeah, that's me again. You get to a space in your life, but I'm only 47. 47 years young. Okay, totally, but I look like 27. Hello. 21, actually. Thank, no, yeah. that's too that's young. That's too young, okay. too young. But, I mean, you get to a space in life, so... And I want to write my book. I have a 13-year-old. So you kind of get to the space, like, how much money is enough? How much hard work sure. can you do? This work is not glamorous, nor is it easy. Well, you know <laughs> yeah. what? This is my thing, though. It's all about giving back to kids that are starting out and that a name, not like I'm so fancy, but a name would help. Um, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs or anyone thinking of starting their own business? Get your dream. Do it, baby. Don't ask permission. Takes a lot of work. Takes a lot of grit takes a lot of determination it it takes a lot of tough skin because you're going to be told to fuck off and no a million times austin is full of vibrancy it's full of young very smart kids that are uh, going to change the world bless my As always, thanks again for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to our website, tohelandback.blog. Please also consider subscribing to our show on iTunes, and whether you love us, hate us, or just want to say hey, write us a review while you're there. You can also write to us at tohelandbackatex at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram for outtakes and previews at tohelandbackatex. This show was produced by Kevin Gradia and myself, Amanda Eakin. We've got some great episodes coming up, so make sure to stay tuned. Happy hangover, Austin, and please go home South by Southwest. I need to be able to get home on time.